What's going on, guys? Welcome back to One Stop Shop. Let's get right into this episode. How's it going, guys? Let's get a Elite Eight recap. All right, so on the first slate of games that were on Monday, Oregon State losing to Houston and Baylor beating Arkansas. <clears throat> And, yeah, yesterday's game is honestly insane. Two great games. Gonzaga really destroyed USC and the Mobley brothers, even though they played pretty good. Uh, Gonzaga, led by Drew Timmy, who seemed to be really hyped up during the entire game. He seemed to be having a great time. He dropped 23 points, five rebounds, four assists, three steals. And then Kispert, he was playing really well yesterday also. 18 points, knocked down three threes, eight rebounds, two assists. And one of the unsung heroes of the team, Jalen Suggs. 18 points yesterday, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. He was a real grinder for Gonzaga throughout this whole season. And, yeah, Gonzaga wins 85-66. to 66. They move on to the Final Four. They are 30-0 and 0 on the season. And this might be a team of destiny. Who the hell knows? Like, can they make it to the national championship game and win it? I'm sure that's the main question at hand right now. And then in the other game last night, an exciting game that came down to the wire, the 11th-seeded UCLA Bruins beat Michigan, the number one seed, 51-49. to Michigan, they played a very good game. Kind of sloppy up and down. UCLA was led by Johnny Juzang. 28 points last night. And Tiger Campbell, that's a sick man. (laughs) He knocked down 11 points last night for UCLA. And they move on to the Final Four, and no one was expecting UCLA to be even close to where they are right now. So this is just, like, a really exciting team to watch right now. And if they could pull off an upset and get to the national championship game, that would be, honestly, one of the craziest stories in sports this year, in my opinion. So UCLA... 51-49 over Michigan. That's a big upset. Knocking down Jawan Howard's Michigan Wolverines. And, yeah, that's been the theme of this tournament. There's been a lot of top seeds that got eliminated by higher seeds, obviously. And... Yeah, like very early on, Ohio State got knocked out by Oral Roberts. 
and then Florida also. <laughs> and yeah. I wish we were able to see Oklahoma State make it a little bit further. I became a fan of Cade Cunningham this year, and he's going to be a good pro, so he's an exciting player to watch out for. And, yeah, that's pretty much it for college basketball. Moving on to some UFC news. We got a lot of it, so... (laughs) Let's unpack this. So Francis Ngannou and John Jones, this has been the main topic in the media the last couple of days ever since Ngannou beat Stipe for the heavyweight title last weekend. And yeah, it's a fight that would probably be one of the biggest in UFC history without a doubt and would probably be one of the highest grossing pay-per-views of all time. If this were to happen, it would be a mega fight, and I'm sure a lot of people are looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. And John Jones is, like, being very cryptic on Twitter, and he's basically saying, like, if you're not going to pay me what I want, like, why should I, like, sacrifice my own life to a company that doesn't really appreciate him. And that's what he was basically saying on Twitter the last couple of days. And he wants to be paid significantly like Conor McGregor and in a lane like Floyd Mayweather kind of to potentially do his own events if he was to leave the UFC and probably promote his own fights under different brand. Like, there was a lot of speculation that that might happen a few years ago when he was in hot water with the UFC after some violations and was suspended, stuff like that. So, yeah. Moving on. Nate Diaz and Leon Edwards agreed to fight at UFC 262. This is a big fight, obviously. Nate Diaz, one of the goats of the sport, returning. He hasn't fought since he fought Jorge Masvidal for the BMF title. That was a while ago already. So, Leon Edwards getting back into the octagon fairly soon after the mishap with Bilal Muhammad. And obviously, he wasn't able to unleash his full skill set, and he was upset about that, and he was on Joe Rogan. said that he wanted to really show everybody what he's got, and he didn't really get to it because of the eye poke. That was an accident. So looking forward to seeing Nate Diaz back. That's going to be a really exciting fight. And on that card also, obviously, this was announced a lot earlier than that, but Charles Oliveira versus Michael Chandler for the vacant UFC lightweight title. And yeah, that's going to be an exciting one. So Kevin Holland is back in a main event next weekend. He's stepping in for Darren Till, who apparently broke his collarbone while he was 
in a training session, and he was supposed to be fighting Marvin Vittori in a fight night main event on April 10th, and apparently Kevin Holland is stepping in for that. So that's going to be a really crazy fight, and this could really launch Kevin Holland in the right direction. And if he has corrected some of the tendencies that made him lose Derek Brunson, he might have a shot at beating Vittori. Obviously, he's a talented fighter. So Vittori fought to a decision with Israel Adesanya a couple of years ago. And he's a pretty good contender. And obviously, the fight with Darren Till was one that a lot of fans wanted to see. Darren Till is one of my favorite fighters, so that kind of sucked to see when I saw that pop up on my phone. I got an alert that said Darren Till out of fight, and I was not happy. You hate to see fights get thrown off, and especially when it holds up a division like that, because like this was supposed to be a title contender fight. So, you got to think that potentially the winner of the Whitaker, Kelvin Gastelum, might get that position. I don't know if they want to give Kevin Holland the title shot just yet. So, I guess we'll have to see about that. And it's looking like Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier are going to be fighting on July 10th, potentially. At UFC 264. And that could be at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, potentially. So that would be freaking crazy. The trilogy between McGregor and Poirier is something that the fight world is going to get. I don't know if it's what we all wanted to get, but that's what we're going to get. And yeah. Looking forward to that. I hope Connor can uh, put on a more exciting performance than his last performance. Obviously, it wasn't the outcome that he was expecting, obviously. And he is in a different part of his career, I guess. And, like, he has to really train harder than how he would normally have to when he was younger and more active in the fight game and obviously he hasn't been active in a while and he comes back for these one-off fights and then goes away for a while and stuff like that so it is what it is on another note the ufc signed british fighter patty pimblet he's 16 and 3 And he is from the promotion Cage Warriors. And notable fighters that have come from Cage Warriors. It's a UK promotion, I believe. And Conor McGregor came from there. Michael Bisping. And they've all been successful in the jump from that promotion to the UFC. And this kid is exciting. I watched a bunch of his highlights before, and I've seen him on the internet last couple months. So, pretty cool. And, yeah, 
he's an exciting guy and he does some exciting shit and then he's a insane grappler and he has dynamite in his fist to knock people out too. He reminds me of Sean O'Malley and Conor McGregor kind of. He's an exciting fighter. Look forward to seeing him fight in the UFC soon. Patty Pimblett. All right, moving on. So, some basketball around new. I don't know what I just said. I was about to say, like, around the league. <laughs> the Knicks play tonight at 8 o'clock against the Timberwolves. The Knicks are 24 and 23. The Timberwolves are 11 and 36. Jesus. That's not good. But the Knicks need to keep on winning and create separation in the Eastern Conference. And, yeah. We're obviously not going to catch the Nets, but we need to stay ahead of the Charlotte Hornets. And right now we're a half game behind them. And they're five games behind the Bucks for third. And then the Nets are in second, and the Sixers are in first. At 10 o'clock tonight on ESPN, the Lakers play the Bucks. This is obviously a potential finals matchup in some some years, this could be a finals matchup. Giannis against LeBron, but obviously LeBron's hurt, so yeah. And uh, Anthony Davis has been potentially been making his way back after his injury, and hopefully he gets back for the playoffs and is healthy because he's a huge part of the Lakers. And obviously not having LeBron is catastrophic for the Lakers. Obviously, they're continuing to win, and that's not really an issue for them. They're 30-17 and 17 on the season. The Bucks are 29-17. and 17. And, yeah, that should be a good game tonight on ESPN. Baseball is finally kicking off this week. Tomorrow, the Mets. I'm a huge Mets fan, if I haven't mentioned that before. Sorry in advance to anybody that's a Yankee fan or whatever. Uh, the Mets are playing the Nationals 7 o'clock tomorrow on ESPN. The Yankees play at 1 o'clock tomorrow against Toronto. That's pretty much all you need to know. I'm looking forward to seeing the Mets this year. Jacob DeGrom's pitching tomorrow against Max Scherzer. And I'm really looking forward to seeing Francisco Lindor as an everyday player for the Mets, that's going to be a huge factor for the Mets' success in the future. Really look forward to potentially going to a game fairly soon. And, yeah. The Mets have the pitching and 
They have the bats with Pete Alonzo, Michael Conforto, and then we have Dominic Smith and Jonathan VR. The Mets could be good this year. Who the hell knows? The Yankees are also going to be really good this year. Tomorrow, Garrett Cole is on the mound for the Yankees. Taking on Ryu, former Dodger. And this is going to be a big year for the Yankees, obviously. They have a lot to live up to, as they always do. And Aaron Judge, John Carlos Stanton, they need a big year out of Gary Sanchez. He needs to come alive this year more than he has last year. Luke Voigt is going to be a big player for the Yankees, obviously. Then you always have Brett Gardner returning this year. And then, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's a big week for Supreme this week. They have a lot of good stuff releasing. It's kind of high pricing, though. So, don't really know what I'm going to be copying, but I'm just going to kind of run through the drop list for this week. They're releasing... A Supreme Wheaties box. They're releasing a uh, Swarovski S-Logo hoodie, a beanie, and sweatpants, all with the same design and a bunch of colors. $298 for the sweatshirt, $88 for the beanie, and $298 for sweatpants. That's too much for me. They're releasing a Wheaties t-shirt for $48. They're releasing a Cause Chalk logo hat for $46. One of my picks of the week, the Muhammad Ali zip-up shirt. It's pretty fucking cool. Muhammad Ali has always been an inspiration for me. He's one of my dad's favorite athletes. He actually met him back in the day. Obviously, he's passed away now. So, Muhammad Ali has always been one of those figures in sports that's given inspiration to generations of people. And obviously, did a lot for standing up for what he believed in and was a great man. So I'm probably just going to go for that tomorrow, realistically. And, yeah, that's pretty much it for Supreme. I got in an HBO Kith shirt. From the Monday program that they did, part of their first drop with Kiff and HBO. Obviously, they're going to be doing more collabs as time goes on in the next couple of weeks, I guess, or this month, next month, whatever. Uh, yeah, 
and Palace drops on Friday at 11 a.m. They they always drop a bunch of good stuff, so it's worth checking out. Uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy that it's been over a year at this point of all the COVID shit. And I'm trying to get the vaccine as soon as possible so I can fucking go on some trips. I really need to get out of the house and go and do stuff because, like, it's just been a really rough year. And I really want to go to a concert or a game. And, like, that's how I really enjoy myself. That's something that I really enjoy doing. It's always been something that I like to do. And hopefully in a couple of weeks or next month, we, I could get it, rather, and fucking, like, I can go and do shit. Because I feel like my life's been on hold for a long time now, and it's not even my fault, and it just sucks, and it really fucking ruins my days. It's like I feel like I'm just wasting time. And... Yeah, you only got one life, so you got to live your best life. And this has been an episode of One Stop Shop. Peace out, guys.